Hello and welcome to episode 178 of the LDS Study Session with me, your host, Matthew Roberts. Today we are going to continue with our Come Follow Me segment study for the week. Uh, we're looking <coughs> uh, in the November 18th to November 24th, uh, which is the book of James. Um, Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. And today we're looking at the section entitled The Words I Speak. <coughs> so, <coughs> sorry. The Words I Speak have the power to bless, hurt, or bless others. And that can be found in James chapter 1, verse 26, and then James chapter 3. Um, and there is a lot uh, to dig into here, so I'm just going to jump straight in. Um, so when we look in uh, James chapter 3 specifically, we find a lot of uh, metaphors or analogies used to describe the language we speak or our tongues. Um and right at the start, in James chapter 3, verse 2, it says, For in many things we offend all. If, many, if any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Now, <clears throat> obviously, I think that um, there's a bit of liberty taken by James here. Obviously, if we are offend, not offending people in our words, we aren't perhaps perfect yet. But James is making the points that if there is anyone that manages to not offend people ever in, in in the words they speak then they they are very you know they're, they're on their way basically uh, because if they can control that then they're able to control many other things um and they have a lot of self-discipline about themselves and i think that um you know that could have, could be argued to be the case you know when we think of the people in our lives who are the greatest influence to us or the people that you know are just those people that stand out in their example more often than not, they are, they are people that consider carefully the words that they speak. Uh, I remember a, a talk uh, being given. Um, I want to say in the last past six years, I can't remember when it was, but um, basically the, the authority spoke and he said about how the words we speak can't be taken back. Once we've said those words, yes, of course, we can apologise for them, we can make up for them and many other things like that but words like images can never be taken back uh, and so we have to be very careful and, and think and think about how we use our language how we use our tongues for um, communication because it does have an impact it has great power as the time in a uh, october 1999 in a talk called the tongue of angels um Robert S. Wood said this, amongst other things, uh, quote, In his general epistle, James detailed many of the things necessary to becoming holy. Among these, he included the control of language and conversation. Indeed, he said, If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. In a seagoing analogy, he noted that as a small helm can drive a, a great ship, so the tongue might also set our course and fate. Improperly employed, the tongue defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature. How, he asks, can the same mouth issue forth blessings and curses? I have been struck by the fact that when Isaiah received his charge from the Lord, he bemoaned that he was a man of unclean lips and dwelt in the midst of people of unclean lips. This sin too had to be purged from Isaiah if he was to bear the word of the Lord. Is it any wonder that psalmists and prophets alike have beseeched the Lord to set a watch before their lips and guard the door of their lips, to help them sin not with their tongue? 
When we speak and act, we should ask whether our words and expressions are calculated to invite the powers of heaven into our lives and to invite all to come unto Christ. We must treat sacred things with reverence. We need to eliminate from our conversations the immodest and the lewd, the violence and the threatening, the demeaning and the false. As the Apostle Peter wrote, that as he which hath called you holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. The expression conversation refers here not only to speech, but also to our entire comportment. As Nephi, he is inviting us to so live that we may speak with the tongue of angels. Close quote. Um, A lot there by uh, Elder Wood. But it was a really good um, kind of breaking down of different scriptural uh, messages about controlling our language and how our language sets a course for us. Often the things that we think and we speak, those things we become. Uh, and so, you know, how we speak and what we speak about is very important. And I think that what he said as well was important, that it's not just talking about what we speak about, it's, talk, it's talking about the, the honesty that comes forth from our lips, the integrity, just everything that we do when we speak. And how we speak is, is a really important indicator of how we are um, in terms of our love for God and our fellow man. Um, we've, we move further on uh, through James, and there's a number of the great, like like mentioned before, analogies. Robert uh, Elder Wood talked about um, the ship uh, one. And, uh, well, yes, yeah, so he, he, he talks about that, about how, you know, a very small helm can, can drive a ship. And in a similar way, the tongue is a very small member of our body, but it does a, ma- a massive amount of things. Uh, and so that's one analogy, and that indicates just this, the smallness of size, but the greatness and magnitude of um, influence that our tongue has with, within ourselves and our others, uh, and, and others. So that's, that's one of them. Then, of course, in verse 6, uh, it says this, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and, is, and it is set on fire of hell, which... It's very strong, and actually James is using very strong language, ironically, here to talk about our language. Um, and he's making the point with the tongue being a fire that it can cause destruction. If untamed, similar to the, to the ship that could go wildly off course, similar to the horse it mentions before with a bit in its mouth if it's not controlled, our tongue, if not controlled like a fire, can become uncontrollable and rage through and destroy many parts of our lives depending on what we say and speak. Um, Brigham Young uh, said this, uh, quote, Something can say that it makes them feel better when they are mad, as they call it, to give vent to their madness in abusive and unbecoming language. This, however, is a mistake. Instead of it's making you feel better, it is making you bad. It is making bad worse. When you think and say, it makes you better to give credit to a falsehood. When the wrath and bitterness of the human heart are moulded into words and hurled with violence at each other, at one another, without any check or hindrance, the fire has no sooner expended itself than it is again rekindled through some trifling course until the course of nature is if set on fire, and it is set on fire of hell. If this practice is continued, it will lead to alienation between man and wife, parents and children, brethren and sisters, until there is no fellowship to be found in the hearts of the people for one another. Close quote. Um, this fire can can spread and it's through what we say that it happens um 
And then he goes on to explain the tongue as a poison uh, in verse 8. But if the, but the tongue can no man tame, it is an, un, an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? So here, <coughs> again, an, unreal, an unruly tongue is... is likened to poison and i guess it's the same idea as fire it spreads quickly it destroys it if left unchecked and, un and untamed it can kill relationships um and also water that you know a fountain produces water and a fountain that produces water generally produces the same water out of that same fountain it doesn't usually have you know two different types of bitter and a sweet uh, water you know it's from one source <clears throat> and so he's making the point that if our mouth is, is cursing people, then no matter how much blessing we're doing, it's bringing forth bitter. It can't. It can't be, you know, pure. Um, Henry D. Taylor said this, quote, Too often today, individuals in fits of rage and uncontrollable anger profane the name of deity, and too frequently they do it in the ordinary conversation. The Lord, through one of his prophets, warned that the tongue is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. However, through the exercise of self-control and by engaging in earnest prayer, it is possible to learn to govern one's speech or utterances, close quote. And that's the important point, is that whilst you know, we can clearly see from this strong imagery how detrimental bad language, or when I, and when I say bad language, I'm not just talking about swearing, because of course that is one aspect of this, but we're also talking here about integrity and honesty, and also <clears throat> just the way and the manner in which we speak to people. Um, so it's, it's a really important thing uh, to be um, keeping in check and keeping an eye on. Also, a fig tree brings forth olive berries and, uh, or, or, a vine, uh, or a vine bringing forth figs. You know, you can't do one or the other. And I guess that points out that, you know, if you start deciding to do any of those things which are, make our language poor, whether it is vulgarity or whether it is um, lies and dishonesty or whether it is um, calmness or... Um, heated language that we that we are quick to anger, then that will that will that will remain with people. So anyway, that's that's really what I studied from that, uh, and it's really yeah, there was a lot there, uh, but really interesting and really valuable um, thoughts as well. If there's anything that you've been studying that you'd like to share, please share it at Matt S Roberts ninety on Twitter or email uh, ldsstudysession at gmail.com. I'd absolutely love to share some of the thoughts that you've been having about different things on this podcast. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.